Alola. Hello. Hi. Episode 38 of the Sun and Moon anime. Why did you say it like that? I don't know. Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon. Uh, I'm your host, SBJ Irene here. Hi. Hello. Hello, la. This episode is called Mimikyu Unmasked. Episode about Mimikyu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to know where you were going with that. Um, yeah. Before we read the blurb. Okay. Did you like this? I did. Oh, okay. Did you? Yeah, it was cute. Uh, I was a bit bummed by the wrap-up, but we'll get there, I suppose. Okay. Why don't you blurb it up? Okay, the blurb says... When Team Rocket pounces, Ash is excited to show off his new Z-move, but Lycanroc can't quite make it work. After Kiawe steps up to send the villains blasting off again, Jesse and Mimikyu land in a shopping mall, and Mimikyu's disguise is torn. Oh, no. Jesse thinks this is the perfect opportunity to get Mimikyu a new outfit, but it just isn't interested in changing its look. She finally agrees to mend the ripped cloth, and when they battle again, Mimikyu actually listens to Jesse's commands. Unfortunately for them, Lycanroc has been training hard, and it performs a perfect Z-move that sends them blasting back to beware. There's the blurb. Ah, so there's kind of two storylines happening here i guess uh one is not particularly good which is ash training with lycanroc yeah uh and the other is i guess technically uh mimikyu's and jesse's relationship uh, development which... i i liked this episode quite a bit yeah it's super cute and it gives you it gives you some some lore on Mimikyu, and it gives you some, what you said, development between trainer and said Pokemon. Uh, which I'm sure we've seen before with Jesse and James and their specific Pokemon, but it's nice every now and then. I really like Jesse, just as a character. I think she's cute. I think Jesse and James are both good. Yeah. James, I, I... like this rich boy that grew up and didn't want to be rich and... Jesse, this poor girl that grew up and wanted to be rich. Yeah, well, gotta have goals. Uh, so this episode opens with uh, Team Rocket encountering Ash. Ash performing his new Rock Z move, Continental Crush, with I, his Lycan Rock. I don't even get why it stopped. Like, did it just not finish, or I just I don't know what the issue even was. Uh, I think the issue was just there wasn't enough training. Oh, okay. Uh, I think at one point Kikui explains that Rockruff at its most powerful is not the same as Lycanroc being freshly evolved. So there's like oh, a yeah okay a balance issue there. Okay. And uh, Lycanroc perf- uh, does not perform Continental Crunch. 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 <laughs> Crush. Uh, <laughs> Kaowie then sends out Turtonator and uses... His Z move Inferno Overdrive, which causes them blasting off again. But before that happens, there's a cool moment where James has like a Pokedex, but it's a my illustrative <laughs> uh reference guide or something. <laughs> yeah, which he's used before, 
But I just think it's really cute that he he, he was, has like the poor man's Pokedex. He was really funny this episode. Yeah, he had a, a lot of good lines this episode. The writing in this episode I thought was really good, even though I think the ending falls a little flat. Mm-hmm. When they're blasting off again, there is no beware, which I don't know if that's like breaking the fourth wall where they're like, where's beware? Because the listen- the viewer would also be like, where's beware? Um, I think it could be... uh perceived that way but like it also works in terms of like them talking to each other because they weren't like have you seen beware like and i'd be like that <laughs> i mean it is a kid's show map um, map uh, <laughs> i don't know what she says to get the map to come out i think she just says map like three times it's the i don't know all i remember is the song that the map sings I'm the map, I'm the map. I'm I don't remember the song. <laughs> anyway, the point is, um, I think it could, it could work as them being like, hey, but mainly I think it's just they were like, oh, okay, we're moving and beware is not showing up. I thought it was funny too, though, because it was like, this just happened at the beginning of the episode and there was kind of that reference that was like, oh, maybe beware is just, not around. It might be too early in the episode. Yeah. So I thought that was cute, too. Uh, so when they're flying through the air, Jesse and James separate Wobbuffet and Meowth going with James and then uh, Mimikyu falling with Jesse onto they. I don't know if we saw James and Meowth and Wobbuffet safely fall. But in this case, Jesse and Mimikyu fall onto a giant inflatable Pikachu, blow up bounce house and fall into some bushes. And in doing so. Mimikyu's disguise breaks, which is a reference to the games. Mm. Mimikyu has an ability called disguise, and after one attack, that disguise will break. In this case, in the anime, it broke to the point where it ripped, and Mimikyu's true form, spoiler, we never get to see it, uh, starts to leak out uh, of its disguise. Jesse tries to put Mimikyu back in its luxury ball. Keep in mind that Mimikyu's in a luxury ball, which is really cool, that she stole from James earlier. Because <laughs> apparently James is a Pokeball collector. Uh, Mimikyu refuses to go back in, which we've seen before with, you know, Ash and Pikachu. Uh, I think Ash and Charmeleon slash Charizard, where if, you know, Pokemon is too high level or just doesn't like you, it can refuse yeah. uh, to enter the Pokeball. To calm Mimikyu down, Jesse decides to buy some malasadas, which are, they're like, we've they're talked donuts. about this before. They're donuts, right? Yeah. Donut. Did you say donut? Donuts? Donut. Yeah. Uh, three Murkrow swoop in to take the malasadas, and uh, Jesse uses the bag to then cover up Mimikyu. And this like part's really cute of like it in the bag. I I had some I I thought it was cute, but I thought the whole sequence, like the whole shopping sequence was really cute too. I don't know. I thought this whole Where she like puts it puts yeah. um him, her, I guess they don't it. this uh, they don't say if this is uh if Mimikyu's male or female, but the put them, them into multiple Mimikyu. outfits. Uh, they do the whole, well, I guess it's like not the stereotypical, like James mentions that Jesse has the credit cards and she likes to shop. So it could be taken as a stereotypical, like, oh, women like to shop kind of thing. Mm. But that's always, like, Jesse's always been that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, she always likes to spend their money. So that's, 
But I could see somebody being like, oh, this is just a stereotype. Yeah, I mean, I get I wasn't really thinking about that, honestly, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I think it was kind of like, oh, yeah, I have. Well, I was really focused on this, that this was a Jesse focused episode. So I kind of was just like, yeah, we're following Jesse. OK, like so I wasn't kind of um, I wasn't really putting the episode in perspective of like generally as a TV show. I don't know. I'm not probably not making sense, but like I I was more focused on the character of Jesse and like what I've known about her. OK. And like how it's like, oh, we haven't seen this. And she's saying that I haven't done this in a while. And I don't know. I. I was more um, uh, interested in that and just kind of seeing where it went. So also it's Jesse. <laughs> uh, so after all those outfits, MBQ does not like any of them. So she has a sewing kit with her and she's able to repair MimiQ's costume or disguise, I guess. Yep. Uh, which. Well, so like what I thought, what I really liked sorry, um, was that there was that moment when Jesse like, realized she was like, okay, well, I'm giving you all of these outfits and you don't like them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mimikyu kept looking at that bounce house and she's like, I don't really get it, but, like, obviously, like, you have some sort of affinity or, like, desire or, like, something about Pikachu and I don't get it, but, like, I will do this because this is something that you want. And I I liked that. Yeah, she doesn't I mean, maybe at one point she'll realize, but the lore behind Mimikyu for somebody who doesn't know is that it wants what Pikachu has, not necessarily to be Pikachu, but uh, there's like a moment where two little kids are like, Pikachu, I love you so much. Pikachu, you're my favorite. Mm -hmm. And Mimikyu wants that. It wants Mm -hmm. that attention. And so it thinks that if it dresses up and pretends to be Pikachu, then people would love it as much as it loves pikachu as a concept this is actually like real like real dark it's i'm not i mean i don't even think dark is the right word but it's a lot more uh mature and it's a lot more layered i think than like you would because i it actually gets pretty deep i don't think it's dark but i think it's just like that that's like um a desire that a probably concept. people have? Yeah, like, I I think that's just generally, like, a thing that a lot of people struggle with. Like, validation and not and identity things and not knowing, like, who you are. So it's like, oh, well, I see this and people like this. So maybe if I do this, then they'll like me, too. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's like, literally what's happening. Well, and Jesse's... Obviously, there are more more than one Mimikyu in the world, but in in the sense of Jesse's Mimikyu, it's like a sense of jealousy, not like a sense of envy, where it it wants to destroy Ash's Pikachu. And I guess at one point wanted to destroy the bounce house, which I guess it had an opportunity to. So it cuts to Ash and no success with Continental Crush, and we talked about Kakui with the power thing. So cutting back to then. James and Meowth and Wobbuffet, they are looking for Jesse. That's where they they have the money situation where they're like, oh, if we don't find her, she's going to spend all her money. Uh, and then it cuts back to Jesse 
fixing Mimikyu's disguise mm-hmm. uh, and then buying another Malasada to celebrate. Also, the minor note that Jesse is out of money at this point. And then the Murkrow attack again, taking both the Malasada and the disguise, in which Jesse goes out of her way to get both back for Mimikyu. And that's where there's like the step of relationships of like Jesse trying to bond with Mimikyu with the, the shopping spree. Yeah. And then the like realizing what it actually wants, repairing the costume. And then the third step of this of like going out of her way to get the costume back and the Malasada that she bought for them, which I- is a, like a great, like those three points in an episode is like, oh, this is a really great episode. Yeah. Which is why I liked it a lot. Cause it, it was like, well, this is what I think you should be doing. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm realizing that this is not what I want is not the same as what you want. And then there's that validation of being like, okay, well, this is what you want. So I'm going to help support that by like going and grabbing and trying to get uh, Mimi Q's costume outfit disguise thing. So it's not just like, well, I guess. Yeah. She's being active about that support. There's a good um, Meowth asking James where Waba Fett is and James <laughs> saying that maybe he's out buying more mirror coats, which is like a real good <laughs> like reference. Mirror coat being like one of Waba Fett's kind of signature moves ish. Like if you have a Waba Fett, you probably have mirror coat on it, mm-hmm. um, which is like a really good one liner. I was I was also thinking about like Mimikyu and Wabafet as Pokemon and just like I don't know if their like design is what I'm thinking of but just kind of like the concept of like not really seeing the whole Pokemon do you get what I'm saying like how isn't Wabafet I don't even know how Wabafet works honestly you don't know how so, Wabafet works I mean it's just a Pokemon it has all uh, the Pokemon are poke. Oh my gosh! Well, like, what do you mean? Like, compared to like Meowth? No, like, wh- isn't isn't Wabafet's like? Wh- I don't know. What's its body? Oh, so like the theory. I don't know if this was ever confirmed. I guess the theory is like the blue part of Wabafet is like the decoy. Yeah. And the actual Wabafet is like the tail. Because yeah. the tail, I think, has eyes on it. I haven't looked at Wabafet's design in so long. Yeah. I don't know if that Maybe was Maybe that's like... like a case of Fanon. And it's like, you hear it so many times that you're like, oh, yeah, this is true. But then it's not, it's never confirmed or it's just not. Yeah. I I don't know if that's. I don't know. I might have read that somewhere like a bazillion years ago. And I just was, I accepted that as fact, which is not <laughs> good see. at all. Let's see what Bulbapedia has here. Okay. So Wabafet do is that. like, what? I'm saying don't just, like, accept something as fact and oh, then be like... <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's why I pulled it up. We'll do a little research here. Uh, Wabafet's likely to be based on a punching bag. That is, when it's hit, it bounces back. Alternative, art, alternatively, it may be based on the concept of karma, as it can only cause damage if it's attacked first. Wabafet is also based on an Orkargi Kobishi doll, a traditional... Japanese doll with squinted eyes that stands right back up when pushed over. Oh, like a weeble. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. <laughs> you look so excited. Love, I'm all about the weebles. <laughs> Given that Wobbuffet often touches its hand to its forehead, 
It's also based on the late Japanese like comedian. Salute? Yeah, the salute. Uh, which there's a new set of toys in Pokemon Center Japan, uh, where it's like a Pikachu and an Eevee and a Ditto all doing the salute. And there's also a Combi. That's like really cute because it's like a little Combi doing it. Who was famous for repeatedly touching the hand to his forehead while saying one of his trademark lines, uh, which is, uh, Nansu Okusan, which translates to, that's the way it is, ma'am. <laughs> uh, it doesn't say I anything see, about can't... its tail. Well, I mean, that, well, that means it's true. But I guess if we read the Pokedex entries, it says, uh, to keep its pitch black tail hidden, it lives in the darkness and it's never the first to attack. That's from uh, Gold and Silver. Uh, in Sapphire, it says, Wobbuffet does nothing but endure attacks. It won't attack on its own. However, it won't endure an attack on its tail. When it happens, the Pokemon will try to take the foe with Destiny Bond. Um, that was in Sapphire and Emerald. It says, usually docile. A Wobbuffet strikes back ferociously when its black tail is attacked. It makes its lair in caves where it waits until nightfall. I see, like, that the similarities, I mean, I see some parallels, and I I don't know, I think that's, I thought it was neat. That was something I was just thinking about. It's tail? Just, yeah. Oh. Mimikyu, and- like, Mimikyu, and then what I thought <laughs> was true of Wabafet. Oh, sure. Uh, in Diamond and Pearl, it says it desperately tries to keep its black tail hidden. It's said to be proof, it's, it, it is said to be proof that the tail hides a secret. Oh. I think it's like one of those, yeah, like like kind of similar to Mimikyu, like you just said. Like we'll probably never know if its tail is the real part of the Pokemon. Just like we'll never know what is actually under Mimikyu's disguise, which I think is fine. What does that make? Why not? Okay, Why we're going down not? a oh, sorry. real deep hole of Wobbuffet here. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I really, I really liked the episode, and I also liked that Mimikyu got emotional. A few times. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. And on top of that, it was the first episode where Mimikyu actually listened to Jesse and yeah. she commanded it to do Woodhammer and it does it, which I didn't know it knows Woodhammer, but it does. <laughs> so, oh, when it, this is the last part before the ending here. So when it goes from paper bag to disguise, to Pikachu disguise, oh. uh, everyone's eyes get covered except Meowth and Meowth. For the second time, sees, I think second, maybe third, sees Mimikyu's actual form and then temporarily dies again, or faints, I suppose, uh, where uh, Meowth dreams about- Definitely didn't die. What? Well, you know, on the way to death, because it's like you see the light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. Okay. Um, Where it sees Meowth dreaming about becoming Giovanni's lap cat. Which I I guess is fine. Remember the first time where it like faints Bulls. slash dies and it sees like the other p- Persians I, or meowths or po- it sees what like Pokemon? three very attractive Pokemon that it's like oh these cuties yeah and then it's really cringy yeah yeah well uh, okay so anyways there's the success in uh, Mimikyu attacking the Murkrow and and listening to Jesse and then we get the final scene. Where Jesse challenges Ash for a rematch, and Ash is is successfully able to perform Continental Crush with Lycanroc, which causes Team Rocket to be flying and beware to save them. Uh, but that's where I feel like the episode is a bit of a bummer. I was I was upset about this. 
there's so much progress being made between Mimikyu and Jesse, and they're just like, well, Ash always wins. So. Yeah. And, like, to me, it would have made more sense for if, like, if I had it my way, um, especially, too, because we've seen that Mimikyu's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, why would it just... And then, like, when they blasted off, it was just like, oh, okay, I guess. Um, But I would have liked it if... Uh, Jesse, if Team Rocket won in that situation, and then it was like, okay, the next thing is happening, and then Beware would just come up and grab them and run. So then, like, he, Beware would be ending that confrontation instead of like, oh, like we've them seen before. It. Yeah. So because then, like, we can see more development and work with Ash and Lycan Rock, like on their own episode, or like more continuously because he's the main character versus Team Rocket. That's like. We don't actually see them do stuff beyond like their hey twerp like so I thought that would have been better but yeah a beware interference would have been good I I like the ash through line of like gotta learn the Z move by the end of the episode is like okay it makes sense because that's not good enough for a full episode anymore <laughs> as we've already learned Z moves in the past but Watch, you're speaking too soon to get to like like, that's how you want to close that good forming relationship is them just instantly losing to a Z move is like, okay, fine, but also, why? Yeah, I... <laughs> like, even, like, as adults, I think both of us like the more villain route things in situations. Uh, I mean, generally, I feel like uh, villains are more complex and their motivations sometimes it makes sense and sometimes don't but like in i don't know i don't really consider team rocket villains i mean like, they're stealing right, pokemon I mean, yeah no i mean like <laughs> you know what i mean yeah <laughs> like it, like i don't think they're inherently bad people no yeah that doesn't mean they're not doing bad things but like right. for for the for the for developing relationships and characters and all of that like i would have enjoyed team rocket like coming off ahead in this yeah it just kind of put a small damper on the end of that episode didn't ruin it but it's just like a classic ash there any trivia there is some trivia here uh a starfish and a shell which are real world animals are attached to a beach bucket that jesse Jesse's Mimikyu briefly wears during the dressing room scene. I remember when I was younger, I didn't actually believe that starfish were like actual animals for a little while. And then I was just, my mind was blown. Uh, there's a cut though. There's a shot, a scene of Meowth's body laying on the ground during the flower field fantasy, which is cut during the dub. Meowth looking dead for a hot second. Oh. Um, and there's also a scene with Meowth's soul returning to his body, which was also removed from the dub as well. Okay, so then it did get its soul ripped out of its his body. Yeah, poor Meowth. Uh, but that's the episode. So we will be back next week with episode 39, which Wow-y. features Mallow. Orangaroo, or Orangaroo, Guru. Or- Oranguru, however you Orangu- say it. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out, I guess, more. next episode <laughs> how to actually say it. Um, but yeah, that'll be next week. Thank you guys for listening. 
And because Alola is both hello and goodbye. Alola. Alola.